Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Giancarlo Tremarchi is the chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers. He is also a grocery store owner, owns three stores in uh, the Ontario, in Southern Ontario, Vince's Markets. Giancarlo, thank you uh, very much for making time for us today. This is a topic that, an issue that is confronting each and every Canadian. If I could just ask you out of the gate this, how how noticeable is it when you see your customers in your stores that inflation is affecting them? Oh, it's very noticeable. Um, and, and oftentimes it's noticeable in the fact that we stop seeing them for a little while um, because of the fact that independent grocers are often... It's often challenging for us to be able to do the deep discounting offers um, that those larger um, you know, players in the market can do. Uh, we just can't do it. We can't afford to do it. It's not something that we even have access to. Um, so one of the things that we start to notice is we stop seeing some of our regular customers um, or we start to notice the way that their shopping patterns start to change and they start to um, we, you know, purchase down in terms of quality um, or in terms of just, um, you know, picking a choice when they're at a certain uh, part of the store. Okay. How much of a, a challenge is it? And we heard uh, Professor Charlebaugh talk about the three majors that really essentially uh, have the uh, well, a huge market share in this country. How much of a presence uh, challenge is it for independent grocers to have a presence, a real presence, in this marketplace? Uh, very challenging in this marketplace. I think um, when the pandemic hit, actually, at the beginning of it, uh, independent grocers served uh, their communities valiantly, I would say. And, uh, you know, we're often the difference in people being able to access food um, because oftentimes an independent grocer is located most of the time, you know, in a more rural area um, or even a suburban area where there's only one other store. Um, and so we often fill a market gap that the big chains, uh, it just it doesn't make sense for them to do so because they can't make enough money doing it there. So I think um, I think we play a very important role in how we serve communities. But when um, inflationary pressures and just the cost pressures that are associated in the supply chain for food have grown the way they have in two successive years. Um, it becomes very, very challenging for us to differentiate and compete, um, particularly on staple items. Um, you know, we, I think independent grocers have always done a good job, and those who still remain today are still around because they've found a way to differentiate, and it's often on, you know, value and quality and service. Um, and, you know, differentiated uh, products that you can't get elsewhere. Um, but in an inflationary market like this, um, that's not what people are looking for. They're looking for um, the standard um, the standard uh, staples that they need to feed their family. And so that puts independence at a significant competitive differentiate, you know, significant you know, competitive uh, challenge during uh, this time. Yeah. You mentioned the supply chain and what it's been like for you over the last two years and what it's like now. So could you just give us a perspective on that? And how does the yeah. supply chain, when it's coupled with the inflationary trend, how does that impact on how you eventually uh, price yeah. your, your goods? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's a funny thing, you know, you know, listening to what's going on in the House of Commons with regards to the, you know, the pressure being put on um, the grocers for greedflation. Um, and actually, as an independent grocer, I'm sitting there going, that's not really actually, you know, as much as the independent, you know, the chains we think have taken advantage of their market position and unfairly created some market practices um, that, you know, they're able to really benefit from their scale more so, you know, than I think is probably fair. Um, on the flip side, you know, th what's happening right now, this is mostly a supply chain issue because the retailers, uh, you know, us included in the big guys, we're the last one. 
in a long stream of, of costs. Um, we're ultimately, the cost that we're adding or the, the markup that we add to our product um, generally, you know, is, is nominal. Um, and that's shown in the way that our industry operates with our margins and our gross margins. Um, so really what we have is a supply chain issue that has been not just happening over the past two years, but I would say over the past two decades. And, and if I can elaborate a little bit more on that, the consolidation, and, you know, by consolidation, it's really what we're talking about is the mergers of, you know, good quality companies across the country. You know, that mergers and those consolidation has happened both on the supplier side as well as the retailer side. But on the supplier side, when that happens, independents often lose one more company that used to like to do business with us. Because when they consolidate into these massive companies, these multinational, international companies that, you know, are the staple goods that people expect to buy at their grocery store, regardless of if it's an independent or if it's a chain, um, when those companies get large, they don't want to do business with the small guys anymore because it's more expensive to do business with the small guys. Mm. So, you know, there's so much challenges in us getting good pricing on the goods that customers come to expect at the grocery store. And that actually is creates wedges in how an independent can become, you know, uh, really, you know, competitive um, again uh, in, a, in a down market when inflation is so, is so high. And, you know, again, when we have a shorter path to purchase as independents, we are way more competitive. So when we only are like one step away from the product or two steps away from the product, we, we can do really well. Um, but when we become further away from that, source product, our costs go up and we just can't compete anymore. And so I would, I would say that there's probably more of a need to look at the consolidation on the supply chain side and really the, the, the practices of our industry um, that need attention more so than the fact that the grocers are profiting um, uh, during this time. Well, they always profit and you go back and look at their financials and they're really not that different than what they were two years okay. ago. You know, for a percentage standpoint. So we have the supply chain issue. We have everything you just explained to us, and I understand, and it, it gives me a clearer picture of what the independent grocers are facing. I was at the gas station uh, the other day, and I was filling up my car, and it was a it was a buck eighty eight or a buck ninety or whatever it was for uh, for fuel. I just closed my eyes and pumped. Um, but then I saw the diesel price, and the, and the diesel was two forty three point nine. And I knew we were going to have this conversation, and I thought, so I don't know if the majors are able to deflect this kind of cost more easily than the independent grocers, but when you have that kind of a, a, a diesel price reality, and now we're expecting to see gasoline and diesel go up again, that must impact you as well. This has, Is that just one of those unpredictable factors you, you just have to live with and cope with as it arrives? Uh, yes, I, I don't think we can get away from it. Obviously, um, you know we've got our our own logistical you know costs that are local to Ontario. Um, for a lot of our food, if it's domestically produced food, then you know that that rising those rising commodities like like oil, they do have a pretty profound impact on the cost of goods. Um, what we had what happened last year with really those supply disruptions and the cost of long freight track transport that really drove food costs because now we're talking about container costs. And, you know, trucking costs that almost went up, you know, some cases they, they doubled, if not even came close to almost three times as much as their traditional costs. And those will always funnel down. And you got to think about negotiating power. And, you know, if a, if a supplier comes to us and say, you know, all of these things have led, gas being one of them, to rise the cost of this box of cereal, um, the small independent grocer or the smaller chains, 
they really have no power to deflect those cost increases where the larger players, they can fight and, you know, rightfully so and try and continue to push down. Um, and so there's a real disproportionate, you know, level of, you know, playing field where, um, you know, preferential pricing, you know, volume based pricing, um, moving product becomes so expensive that if you buy much more of it, you know, you get a much better price. And that's just the reality of the industry. And so independents have to find ways to be very, very creative. And if you're trying to compete, I'm going to say, you know, if, if an independent in this country is trying to compete on selling, you know, the basic staple products at the lowest price in the market, they're not going to be around for very much longer if they're even still around. Um, because yeah. it'll just, the market doesn't allow for that. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.